0: Hi, I'm Brett Terpstra, and this is Systematic on 5x5. Bandwidth for September has been provided by Joyant, the only cloud service that's purpose-built to power today's real-time web and mobile applications. Joyant offers the most cost-effective public and hybrid cloud solutions available today. Here at 5x5, we host all of our web and app servers in the Joyant cloud, so we highly recommend you check them out and sign up for a free trial at Joyant.com. My guest this week is Craig Scott, an independent developer known for applications such as iThoughts, iThoughts HD on the iPad, now iThoughts X on the Mac, and and also Make Slides and Make Docs, some very cool applications for iOS. How's it going, Craig?
1: Yeah, great, Brett. Uh, yeah, good. How's it with you? It's good. It's morning here. What time is it there? Uh, it's what five o'clock at night. It's that works on. out. Yeah.
0: That works. I'm 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 surprisingly awake this morning. <laughs> I slept until like nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you recently put out iThoughts X. Uh, you you have a, a a solid following with your mind mapping applications on iOS. Uh, they're in in my circles anyway considered best of breed. Um, iThoughts X. What was your your impetus to bring this to the Mac?
1: Um, I mean, it started about a year ago. I, I, I started sort of thinking, um, you know, where, where can I take this? Um, cause I've been doing the, the iPhone version started about five years ago, pretty much when the, when the app store first opened. And then obviously the iPad came along and I, I did a version for that. And, uh, yeah, about a year ago, I was just sort of thinking what, what, what to do next really. Um, uh, it's. It's not taken me a year to develop it. I had a bit of a sort of uh, downtime in the middle, but um, yeah, it, it, it seemed the next obvious step. Really, uh, the idea was that I could reuse lots of the code that I developed for the iPhone and, uh, and, and repurpose it into a, uh, an OS X app. Um, yeah. I was then quite surprised at how much I couldn't repurpose, <laughs> <laughs> and much of it wasn't worth repurposing. Um, uh, yeah I was, I, was, I was quite surprised actually at the amount of work involved in, in, in porting it over.
0: There are a few other contenders in this uh mind mapping arena uh, such as MindNode which is a great simple application and then app, yeah. to like XMind and um uh, uh, Mindjet Mind Manager is kind of the the behemoth of this yes. uh this arena. Um what uh what was your goal as far as your niche in that market.
1: Um, what I wanted to, I mean, my goal with all these apps is just to create an app that I would use. I mean, that's what drove me to do the, the original iPhone version. Um, and you know what it's like, you use, use other people's apps and there's things that bug you about them and things you want to do that they can't do. So I, that's my sort of starting point is to create the app that works for me and then hope other people are like me. (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, so that's the uh, I've just forgotten the question now. What was it? <laughs> I started talking.
0: What? Just trying to figure out where exactly you fit oh, in in the market. Yeah, and yeah, and I find um, like my two favorite, like up until now, my two favorites have been MindNode and MindManager because they each MindNode is ex, MindNode is extremely simple and great for quick mind maps. Whereas Definitely. Mindjet Mind Manager adds things like notes and file attachments and images and all the extras that I want when I'm getting into a more complex mind map. Now iThoughts X has fallen right smack dab in the middle. Yeah, and yeah. and its its price point is right in the middle, and I think it's a perfect kind of I uh, for me. I think it's going to take over and become my my solo mind mapping application. Aside from Curio, I do a lot of uh, mind mapping within Curio, yeah. but it, it serves a much like larger scope of purpose um, for mind mapping. I thought X is looking great.
1: Excellent. I mean, MindNode is a great app, and, and if I'm honest, that's the app that I kept running up every time I was because this is the first OS X app that I've ever done. Uh, in the old days, I used to work on Windows and, and uh, a bit different. So every time I, I I got stuck as to how to do something, I would I would secretly run up MindNode and, and and see what those guys had done, and that was usually the right thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's a well thought out app. It, it is. It's a good app.
0: Yeah. Um. Let's see. So as far as mind mapping goes, what are some of the things that you put into this app that bothered you that were missing in other apps?
1: I think. Uh, I mean, it's. It, it, Things, I mean, again, I, I would probably compare it to there uh, in, in things like um, notes fields and, you know, being able to attach notes to topics and being able to do things like call-outs. So that, you know, quite often I'll send maps out to people and I, I want people to sort of mark them up and put comments on them, which call-outs are great for, Um and uh yeah just sort of different layouts uh auto layouts from you know your sort of your vertical ones and your fishbone ones and and, and things like that um just yeah just those those few extra
0: features so um, so mostly stuff that you could find in mind manager but only if you wanted to spend a hundred dollars on it
1: yeah yeah i mean Mind manager i think is what what's i mean Mind manager is a good app and it's it's really powerful i've, I've never scratched the surface of what it can Potentially do, but I think it's a bit. It's a bit like Microsoft Word. In most of the features there, I don't think most people want to use. I totally agree. And I think, I mean, again, this comes down to my sort of use of mind mapping. And I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I haven't studied mind mapping in any way. All, all I really use it for is is to is a quick way to get my ideas down and then organised. I, I see sort of mind maps as a as a stepping stone, as a sort of end, rather than an end result.
0: Yep, I wrote an article so, on that recently, like kind of my path, where mind maps yeah. fit into the overall uh, workflow yeah. for, for brainstorming, for writing, for projects, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, definitely an interim step.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so my focus on that is, 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 has been to sort of make that as easy as possible, really. And so when I, when I look at the, some of the other apps like the um, you know iMindmap that lets you do sort of more organic diagrams, I, I believe that's technically closer to you know proper mind mapping, if you like. Well, yeah,
0: but, it's 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 created by the father of mind mapping, yes. Tony Buzan. So I I, but, I I give it some automatic credit.
1: Yeah, no, def- definitely. But for, but for my sort of basic use of mind mapping, um, I, I just want sort of quick way to create hierarchical lists and then see it all at once. And then once I've done that, and that's that's helped me think through whatever problem I had then I pretty much throw the mind map away. <laughs> um,
0: so, yeah, I see it very much as a means to an end.
1: Very nice. Um, so
0: you built it with a certain amount of collaboration in mind. Um, obviously not live collaboration, but you, you wanted some abilities to be able to share a mind map and then and get re- feedback on it.
1: Yes, yes. Okay. And what, one of the other things I, I found as well is that... Um, I wanted to create something that let people create diagrams that 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 looked nice and previously were very difficult to create uh, and not sorry, not only diagrams, but sort of you know i can export to word, for example, and it can export some you know a whole mind map into uh sort of nested tables, and that's something that's almost impossible to do by hand in word, right but it creates a great you know output. Uh, and I remember reading a, a book one time that said you should be able to make your customers into heroes, which is which is give them the tools that enable them to, to create great stuff to, you know, to, to get their job done. Um, so a big part of my thoughts is, 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 as I thought is to create a tool that can that enables people to create great diagrams that they can then you know use to further their their goals. Is uh, is the version that
0: you sent me a little while ago? Is that public now? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, uh, because things like OPML export uh, are are thrilling because that does provide uh, a stepping stone between, say, uh, your mind map and Omni Outliner or something, yeah. uh, or even like Multi Markdown Composer can import OPML and you can turn it right into a writing project. So
1: yeah,
0: uh, and then you also are exporting pure Markdown, which is a feature that you had on iOS, I believe. Yes. And now you can do it on the Mac, which is for me and maybe not most of the world, but for me, it's really exciting. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned, uh, Microsoft word. You also, you made a small app called make doc. Yeah. And it takes Markdown and turns it into Microsoft word documents. Really, yes. really well-structured ones. You showed me a little bit of the sausage factory on that. Yeah. And uh, I think, uh, I think it's probably the best, uh, the best implementation of Markdown to Word that I've ever seen. It's uh, it actually maintains structure yes. so that you can apply um, you can apply structured styles to your Word document when you're done. Nice job.
1: Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Again, that comes from that comes from working in previous in a previous life in a sort of Microsoft centric corporate world where. You know, you know, Markdown is not something most people would, would be used to. They expect everything in, in you know, uh, Microsoft Word or Microsoft PowerPoint. Right. And, um, and you have PowerPoint covered, too, with main yeah. slides. Yeah. And I figured, you know, with, with this sort of bring your own device to work kind of approach nowadays, you know, people are bringing iPads into Microsoft corporate environments. Um, and on the iPad, all the tools are based around, you know, text and Markdown. But in the corporate space, everything's PowerPoint and Microsoft. Um, so I thought I may as well have a go at creating a tool that, that helps bridge that gap. And make slides.
0: Uh, make slides saved my butt uh, with a recent. <laughs> it was a recent uh, project for a publisher, and they only work in PowerPoint and Word, and I yeah. only work in Markdown, and it became. The, the ultimate go-between so that I could brainstorm and mark down and then quickly convert it into slides that were then used for a video presentation. It was great. Yes. So I'm just going to blow smoke up your uh, your butt. <laughs> Thank Thanks very for- much, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and take our first sponsor break, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more about uh, development and selling applications. Okay. All right, so our first sponsor today is Hover.com, Simplified Domain Management. You've probably registered a domain with a company that just wants to sell you services you're not interested in when all you want is a simple .com or maybe a .co or .tv. Hover makes it easy. Just type in a few keywords, and Hover will figure out some available domains using those terms for you, like magic. They They have real human beings available for support, and their number is right on the front page of their website. If you have any problems, just pick up the phone and call. If you use the code me, or visit hubber.com slash DANSENTME, you'll get 10% off of everything you buy from Hover.com. All right, so some of your apps are available on the App Store. Yeah. Is, is iThoughtsX on the App Store at all?
1: No, it isn't. I'm, I'm trying to sell that direct. And so. uh, what, first,
0: what, what was the decision process for not being on the App Store?
1: Um, I, I wanted the flexibility. Well, first off, I, I, I read an article by, is it uh, Matt Gemmel, Yes. And he wrote an article about releasing uh, apps outside of the App Store. So he explained, you know, you use FastSpring for the e-commerce side and Amazon Web Services for the, for the hosting side and, and all that stuff. Um, and that was the first time I'd actually seen it listed out as, as, as to how to achieve the same as the App Store. And it looked pretty easy and pretty cheap, so I thought it is possible um, I then sort of sat and thought about all the things that that, that bugged me about selling on the the uh, the iPhone app store and uh, i I could work around all of these by selling direct so I thought i would uh, I would try direct initially uh, and if it doesn't work out then i can always uh, I can always go onto the app store if necessary Are you, uh, but uh... it's, it's the, bi- the big thing for me is things like um, being able to offer discounts, you know, educational discounts and bulk discounts, and uh, to a certain extent, uh, uh, you know, existing customer discounts. And, uh, um, and upgrade pricing, which is
0: kind of the big, uh, the yeah. big deal right now.
1: Uh, um, oh, yes. The
0: App Store uh, is reaching an age where a lot of applications are coming out with major revisions, yeah. And they're completely unable, without releasing a brand new application, unable to make any money off the uh, hours of work that go into that.
1: Yeah, I saw the guys at Omni were uh, sort of slapped down by Apple recently, weren't they?
0: Yes. Yeah. Trying to work around that. <laughs> I think they had a, a good solution. But uh, I understand Apple's uh, kind of in, in immediate reaction to that. Yeah. But, but ultimately, they they were providing a solution, and what they did was put out an application that on its own would convert App Store licenses into non-App Store licenses for the product, at which point they could then do upgrade pricing and everything. Yeah. Um, and and Apple said, no, no. Um, which kind of is, it's a dark, uh, I, I had hoped to do something similar with the next release of My App marked. Yeah. And uh, and I am selling that out outside the app store for much the same reasons you are, um, but it it doesn't the, the Omni decision doesn't bode well for that kind of uh, artistic license.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, Apple have got to do something. I think they they I, I think the sort of the, the approach that they've had at the moment, where they sort of it drives the app prices down and everything has been great in one respect in that it's, it's, it's driven adoption of all their devices. So, you know, cheap apps is a great way for, for Apple to sell more devices. Sure. Um, but there's going to come a point when they want sticky apps, you know, apps that keep people on their device. And those apps are necessarily, I think, going to be you know, um, more complex and, and, and you know, more functional apps, which, you know, they're going to cost more money to develop. So they need to find a way, I think, to to you know to help developers with their revenue stream um, if they're going to have the best apps on their platform. Uh, do, you, do you
0: think that these decisions were made intentionally upfront, or is it was it an oversight?
1: I I I don't think they were. I think Apple just um, they saw how it went and I think that's what they do, don't they? they? They see how things are going and then they jump on them. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I think somebody probably went, you know what, if we if we can get lots of cheap apps, then we'll be able to sell more devices. Um, I don't think they engineered the sort of race to the bottom that there's been, but I think they've benefited from it. Um, and I think they've, they've recognized that. Um, I only hope that they would recognize that in order to keep people on Apple devices, they need to... Uh, they, they need um, depth of app as well as breadth of numbers of apps um, and I think they 're only going to get the depth of app if they can find a way to to keep developers for, you know developing those apps
0: I think they could do with less breadth of apps
1: yeah i, I do, I, do. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of people probably feel ripped off when they buy something for you know two ninety nine and it 's one of the completely obscure apps on the app store. And it's just, it's horrible. Some of them are ugly. Some of them don't function the way they should. And I think that hurts the overall.
1: I've been thinking about this quite a lot. I I think I have the two killer solutions to it. Um, I think the first, the first solution is uh, the the first thing to do is the um, uh, try before you buy, you know, the trial apps. I think if, if they introduced uh, a proper trial system, um, that would make a huge difference to the app store
0: which is what uh, some people are using in-app purchases for
1: yeah i, I tried that and people hate it <laughs> well is it
0: because they feel like they're getting something for free and then being stuck up
1: well it's, it was even worse because, because my apps a paid app and it's uh, relatively expensive at ten dollars I, I tried to uh, about a year or two ago i introduced a um an early access feature where you could pay for an in-app purchase and that would give you early access to the next features that are coming. And the idea was that if you didn't purchase that early access, you would still get the features. It would just take six months longer. So for those people that cared, they could, you know, pay for early access. And, you know, some people liked it and they understood what I was trying to achieve, um, but I got far more bad publicity from it. You know, people emailing me saying you're nickel and diming me, and and you know it's a paid app. You can't have an in-app purchase on a paid app. It's just wrong. Um, and some people like actually got quite abusive about it, uh, both in email and on you know iTunes. So in the end, I decided it just it wasn't worth the you know the bad publicity really. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think an app purchases the solution, uh, I don't think light versions of apps are the solution either. I, to my mind, a, a proper Apple-sanctioned trial system, um, would, that would be great because that would enable developers to increase their app prices. I think, yeah, because you know people could try them, then you know they wouldn't be taking a risk. And I think one of the things that that one of the sort of extensions of a good trial system would be if you could um, if Apple then ranked your app based on the trial conversion rate. If you did that, then you could get rid of all the five star reviews and all that kind of stuff. You could just have you know this you know hundred people download this app, eighty nine percent convert from trial to paid. Therefore, it appears high in the list.
0: Sure, and that makes um, that makes a lot of sense because the yeah, rating I, system is broken too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um so I, I think that that would be one big thing they could do. And I, I can't see why they wouldn't do that. I think that's a win win for everyone. Developers would get more revenue, customers wouldn't be risking their money. Um uh and I don't see how it would it would be a problem for Apple. Um so but you know.
0: Given, given all that, what do you think the App Store will look like a year from now? Do you think any <laughs> of that would be implemented? <laughs> I
1: I suspect not um, I, I don 't know I, I think a lot of it's going to depend on how much competition Android and my, Microsoft maybe are going to be. I think the only thing that will make Apple change is going to be competition um, so if, if you know if Google and Android get innovative with their approach to things, then uh, I, I think that might force Apple. Um, I think I think that's the only thing that's
0: that's that's going to make them change tact. See, I see. I'm I'm constantly surprised because Apple will you, you'll hear all this flack um, regarding policies, regarding bugs, regarding mm. uh, you know Antenna Gate, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and they will make major iterations completely in secret, yeah. they, not like Microsoft, where they're publishing a bug fix every time there's a bug. And all of a sudden they'll just roll out something new and say, here, we fixed it. Yeah. And, and I've been, that's, I've seen that happen enough times in the past that I think that we may, you know, overnight, not for them, but for us overnight, suddenly see a new paradigm in the app store. I'm not banking on it. Yes. Yeah. But I think it's possible.
1: I, yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would hope so. Um, it's, it's it's like the up, you know the whole upgrade pricing and things. Like that. I've been hoping and praying for it for so many years now that I sort of I, I don't. Yeah, yeah it's not it's not part of my plan.
0: You you become <laughs> a, be nice. a bitter developer.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's. I understand my relationship with Apple. I, I, I went to, a, <laughs> I went, to a, I went to a conference uh, a few months ago and I saw is it what do they call it, Michael Durwitz? Is it the Apple Developer Relations guy? I actually, don't know uh, him. Jury, I think they call it. Anyway, he's a, he's an Apple developer relations guy, and he 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 left Apple. I think he's gone back there now. But he did a, a great talk about App Store pricing, and you know, all that. and his his opening sort of gambit was that you know you need to understand your relationship with Apple, and uh, I can summarize it as animal husbandry. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he's absolutely right. We're we're we're, 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 we're Apple's yeah, Apple's cattle, if you like. Um and uh, they will keep us around as long as they need us and you know I understand that I'm happy with that and uh, <laughs> I think it's only when you don't really understand that relationship that you can get angry about it
0: I, I think that's an apt dis- dis- description yeah. in that uh, they keep you healthy and fat up until yeah. Yeah, the slaughter yeah and, and, and we've, uh, we've seen I that slaughter that. happen so
1: yeah yeah um but again, you, you've got to look at it the other way around. And they've, they've created a whole new, you know, I, I would still actually have a real job if it weren't for Apple, and that would be horrible. <laughs> you, know, I, <laughs> you know, so they, they have, um, you know, they've created a whole new genre and they, they've created this world where one guy working out his bedroom can create stuff and sell it to the whole world, which is, you know, which is amazing, really. Um, it's sort of created a, a, a worldwide cottage industry, which is fantastic. How um, did
0: did, let's see, did developers prior to the App Store, and my first, my first money-making app was released on the App Store, so yeah. I don't have any experience as an independent developer pre-App Store. Was it a much harsher world for I Mac idea. developers? I've got no idea. I, <laughs> I,
1: I'm the same. The App Store was my first. I mean, I, I worked for a, a company uh, building speech recognition systems Uh, You know those touch-tone, you know those telephone systems that you ring up and they they ask you to push buttons and speak to them? Yes. I used to build those. uh, And I would like to apologize to everybody now for wasting millions of hours of people's time.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, (laughs) I figured out a word. Um, uh, Representative. If If I yell that right away when one of those machines starts talking to me, I found it jumps the queue.
1: Not our systems.
0: <laughs> no. I tried swearing. British I tried airbus all airbus the airbus swear words, but uh, but that one, one got me words, by.
1: One of the words we used to use in there was containment. How does that work? It's the idea of containing the caller, keeping ah. them away from the customer services representative.
0: Right, right. <laughs> well, I understand um, that being the goal. I mean, that's that that feels painfully obvious when you're talking to those machines. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's uh, yeah, sorry, so so that's what I used to do, and I was I'd done that job for a lot of years, and I was getting a bit bored. And then I saw Steve Jobs announce the iPhone, I thought that's amazing. And then when he announced the App Store, I thought, wow, this this, all of a sudden now I I can just be a developer and let someone else worry about you know doing all that money stuff.
0: Yeah, so it, it did. I mean, the reason I think both of us released on the App Store initially like for our first times was because it did lower the barrier to an yeah. extent where we could just, okay, let's try it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and it, it, it is a actually a, you know, for all, for all my moaning about, you know, upgrade pricing and things, it is still a, a fantastic, you know, it's changed my life, you know? Um, uh, and it's, it's still a pretty good deal. Uh, you know, they, they give you access to countless millions of people all over the world and, even even the 30% cut that I hear a lot of developers moan about, which, you know, I, I'm happy with that. I would actually pay more. It's, uh, it's not a bad deal at all, especially when you consider that, and I don't think a lot of developers seem to realize this, but a lot of the local taxes and things come out of that 30%.
0: And, and credit card transaction fees. And...
1: Now that I'm paying for it all myself, I, I realize that, you know, it's, it's close on 30% that you have to pay, even if you build it yourself. Right. Plus and, you get all you, the marketing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know in the uh, UK people, VAT yeah. is is running at twenty percent. Um and then your credit card fees are probably about six percent. So you know you're not far off thirty percent already.
0: And then your marketing fees and then your yeah, your yeah. public relations and press stuff and yeah. yeah, no, it it was definitely it was it was definitely the only reason that I felt comfortable getting yes. paid for an app to begin with. And now now I feel like I should get paid for all of my work, which I think is, uh, a healthy perspective. Yeah. So the app store did change that for me. Yeah. I think they're doing much the same for authors with the iBook store, but I haven't talked to enough. I've put out books on the iBook store and right. they, they've done quite well. Initially it, the, the long tail is much lower than it is on the app store for me.
1: Yeah. Um, but as still, Amazon
0: no, No, like, the stuff I put out was iBooks only. Mm -hmm. Like, it made use of multimedia. It made use, uh, like, uh, David Sparks and I did 60 Tips for uh, Mountain Lion. All right, yeah. And uh, I'll link that because I need a sales boost right now. Um, (laughs) But, uh, um, like, it made use of video and everything that was just a pain to try to get working in other... Uh, we we sell a PDF version of it, but that sells like maybe a, a one to ten ratio uh, PDF to iBooks. Mm-hmm. So, I, but I think I mean, it may lowered like the idea of publishing a book and yes. having to find a publisher, having to you know go through all of the the revisions and editors that a publisher provides. You know, it can be beneficial, but at the same time, it can be a huge delay it can be a huge headache and with iBooks you can take that process on yourself and put a book out there and see how it does and so it's the same same as the app store I never would have gotten my first book out were it not for the uh the ecosystem around iBook store yeah 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 so I mean I feel like they do they benefit us in many ways but there's just a few oversights that are highly detrimental yes. to what they're trying to accomplish.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Right. I mean, I hope you're right. I hope, I hope they will just sort of switch it on one night and, and, and it will all be there. <laughs> um,
0: <but> yes, <laughs> a, a guy, a guy can dream. Yes. Yes. A girl can dream. People well, I suppose that, dream.
1: You know, iOS 7 is, is, is massively different, isn't it? So, you know, they're not afraid of, uh, Shaking things up. Are you digging iOS 7? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm in two minds on it. I'm, I, I, to be honest, I haven't done a lot of work on it yet, and I need to start doing lots of work. Um, so I've only really looked at it superficially. And when I first look at it, I'm not that keen on it. But then when I sit and play with it and think about the possibilities for iThoughts and cleaning it up and making it look nicer, then I start getting excited about it. So I think it, I think it's probably just one of those things where it's 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 different and different is always you know not not scary is the wrong word but you know different is always, it's always different. There they're used to
0: there will be a backlash in the public yeah. because it is extremely different as far as user yeah. interface and we I mean obviously NDA I can't talk a lot about it but I can say that I've gotten used to it to a point I have one device on iOS seven one on iOS six yeah and I hate going back to iOS six now right I really I've, i i the first time I saw it, I thought, um this is there's a lot of weird stuff here, yeah. and once it, once I got used to it, just like with every release Apple does, yeah once you get used to it, everyone forgets that there was anything before, and everyone it becomes a new standard, so they can pl- complain about it the next time they change it yeah. yeah yeah
1: the the interesting thing I think would be what it does to the app store and and apps in general because from what I've seen, supporting iOS 7 and iOS 6 at the same time is, doesn't seem to be... Um, so it'll be interesting to see you know, what happens as a as, you know, developer's going to release new apps and charge for them on iOS 7, or are they going to only support iOS 7, which is going to upset a lot of people who won't be able to run iOS 7, and and who's going to get the blame for that? Is it going to be Apple, or is it going to be the developers? and
0: yeah <laughs> um uh, i I saw release notes recently that said uh, the next version will be iOS seven only because things yeah. only move forward yes and yeah. and that makes perfect sense to me, especially uh, with the adoption rate of new operating systems in the Apple environment. yeah there just aren't enough users left on previous operating systems to make it worth the amount of effort.
1: I, I absolutely agree with one caveat in that the, the people who uh, – and I've, I've experienced this, so iThoughts will still run on iOS 5. And the reason I do that is uh, I live and die by five-star reviews. And it only takes a few people who are not able or willing to upgrade from iOS 5 to start slinging around a few one-star reviews, especially on the US App Store. And that can make a huge difference. Um yeah. So that that, to my mind, is going to be the tricky one, as users start, you know, dishing out the one-star reviews.
0: Yeah, on the desktop, yeah. when uh, when I decided not to support Snow Leopard anymore, I just made a, I took the last version that worked on Snow Leopard, yeah. zipped it up, and anyone who complained, I just gave it to them for free. Right. And it, you know, it that lasted for a year, yeah. and nobody asks anymore. Right. Um, I know that's not really possible on iOS, but yeah. but there there is there there's a small but noisy uh, faction that that can make that very difficult.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's another one of the reasons that I I was keen to to sell direct. Um, you know, uh, it's too stressful having to worry about will somebody give me a one star review because of something about the app. Um, you, know, my thoughts is, you know, the, yeah I thought she's good uh, yeah yeah
0: i I complain publicly about certain one and two star reviews just because they are typically asinine and usually yeah. usually complaining about something that's not even an issue, and if they had contacted the support site first, yeah they would realize they just forgot to click you know an option in preferences or something. yeah, frustrating. Yeah. But they do, they do have a major effect on your average rating, which has a major effect on how prominent you are in the App Store.
1: Yeah. 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 Yes. Which is why, again, back to Trials, which is why Trials would work better, because that would filter out a lot of those people.
0: Yeah, it would. So. <sighs> all
1: right. <laughs> It'll all be different when I rule the world.
0: <laughs> You'll get there. Oh, yeah. Our, uh, our second sponsor today is Shutterstock.com, where you'll find over 20 million stock photos, vectors, illustrations, and video clips. You can start your search at Shutterstock.com to find that perfect image for your website, ad, publication, or any other creative project. Shutterstock.com gives you a global image collection to find images from across the world to suit your project. Choose between image packs and monthly subscription packages. Choose whatever fits you need and never have to compromise. If you need just one image for your blog or mock-up, you can do that, too. Every time you visit Shutterstock, you'll find something new since they add 10,000 new images every day. And it's more affordable than you think with no extra charge for large files. You can download any image at any size and pay only one price. They don't nickel and dime you for high resolution images. If you need them, you can just take them. Easily curate and share pictures via light boxes. You can choose your favorite pictures or videos and add them to your own light box gallery as you search. You can also use their iPad app to do this. There's something called Enhanced License Access, too. If you like an image and want to run it on print or swag for your trade shows, they can get you an enhanced license for any image. They also have a huge library of vectors, icons, infographic templates, and video clips, should you need any of those. If you need help at Shutterstock.com, you get an account rep dedicated to you who will answer any questions, and they have 24-hour support during the week. Sign up for a free browse account at Shutterstock.com, no credit card needed. When you find the images you like and decide to purchase, use the offer code DANSENTME9 and get 25% off of any package you put together over at Shutterstock.com. And that brings us to the top three. So if you would like to begin with your first top pick,
1: what okay, is that? Uh, yeah, my, my top pick, uh, would one of them would be uh, the Sketch app on X. Uh, it's the only drawing app I've ever found that I could work. <laughs> and I've tried Photoshop and I've tried Illustrator and uh, I just get confused and frustrated. Uh, this is the first one that I could actually create something with. <laughs>
0: so, um, uh, and it, it, uh, it does that cool thing where it can export all your, uh, yeah. your um, retina versions of your images. Basically, it's yeah. a vector application.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. I, I used it um, for X, so I, I did all my icons uh, using that. And I actually export them as PDF and use those in the app so that it sort of automatically scales.
0: Yeah. Um, um, and that runs yeah. about $50, I think?
1: I, oh, I forget. Um, yeah, it's, it's something else. It's, it's a reasonable price for, for what it does.
0: Yeah. I mean, it can completely... Uh, our designer at work has for 99.9% of his work replaced Photoshop with sketch. Yeah. And he, this is web web design stuff and uh, which has much the same requirements as application graphic design. And uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's made that the primary go-to application, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, uh, I just wish I could draw. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever used paint code?
1: I've I've downloaded the trial and I had to play with it. Um, yeah, I'm, um, yeah, wasn't wasn't quite sure. Um, I find what it. it what does it do? It generates the code, doesn't it? You right, draw it, generate, it, and it generates the,
0: your core graphics, kind of.
1: Yeah, uh, stuff that I think I'm so.
0: not good at without having a visual to work with. Uh, yeah. It works great for me. Uh, kind of, it's kind of sketchish. In that sense, but it generates so, code instead do, of graphics. And,
1: and you use the code, do you?
0: Or? I have. Um, yeah. I use it. I use it mostly as a learning process. Uh, I see yeah. how things I do in Paint Code affect the code, and that helps me understand how I can do yeah. it myself.
1: Yes. Yeah. No. I get that. I can. I can. I can see how it. You know, shows you how to draw gradients and all that stuff without actually having to read the manual. It's, right. It's. Uh, um. But then most of the kind of things that you draw, you tend to put those as bitmaps in the in the app anyway, don't
0: you? So. A lot. Well, yeah. if I'm going to use bitmaps, I'm using Sketch. Yeah. Or I'm using I'm using Photoshop with Slicey. Yeah. Which is also a great app. Um, yeah. All right. Um, well, my first pick for today will be Ink. It's at uh, sendtoink.com, and it's from the makers of Kipt. bookmarking service and it's kind of like kipped for work groups um it lets you you can share a bookmark with your your team and you know it's kind of a private uh just within a a work group and uh you can have comments on the bookmarks you can have likes and views you can see who all's seen it and then it gives you a, a stream a notification stream to see who's added what and who's liked what and and what's new. And uh, it's it's pretty simple. It's really good looking. And they have a Mac app that is basically like a fluid wrapper around the website. But it gives you desktop notifications and badges and things. And I mean, is that, that's all private, is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, you sign up with like a, a domain. And anyone on that domain can then join. And you can invite people and uh, via their email address and just create this private bookmarking sharing collaboration space it's it's nice hmm. we're using it at work right now and uh it, i mean we have we've previously always shared bookmarks but often uh via campfire or email where they just kind of fade away yeah and this gives we, a more permanent place for it all
1: we used to try and do that with a, a wiki but i guess um some kind of tagged um Bookmarking
0: system would make more sense. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it, it w- the only issue is with a wiki. You have the power to create, you know, documentation for your job and all kinds of other uh, features. And this is s- purely bookmarking. Yeah, and that can be, you know, it's another app. If if your team is willing to adopt new things, and, and I'm fortunate to work on a team that loves new things, but in any environment where you're forcing that kind of new, yet another service onto your employees. It can be, uh, it can actually have negative effects. I think. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I've made that mistake in the past.
1: <laughs> All right. So, what's your number two? So, my number two here would be. It's a bit of an obscure one, but it's helped me out in no end, and it's uh, it's an app called Charles, which is a I think they call it a web debugging proxy. What it is, it's, a, it's an app that runs on your Mac, and I think it runs on Windows as well, which um, it lets you intercept all the sort of network traffic between applications, and, uh, and it logs it out to screen so you can see what's going on. And this actually works between uh, uh, apps on your desktop, and it'll also work with apps on your iPhone or your iPad, uh, and even apps that use HTTPS, so you can, you can intercept all this traffic and see what's going on um and I've used it in the past to see how other apps are achieving certain things that I'd like to be able to do and I've used it to debug my app as well um so it's it's, it's one of those tools that it, it, you know it, it, you don't you probably use it once or twice a year but when you do use it it's 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 amazing
0: <laughs> it has um, some nefarious uses as well um, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> but I I primarily use it for digging up private APIs and figuring out uh what the data source is for certain applications. But yeah, it is, it's is—it's extremely handy, especially for local development.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. Very nice. And is that one free?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I think I paid for it.
0: Um, I can't remember. I got it a long time no, ago. No, I did. I, I,
1: yeah, I, it's, it's not insanely expensive. Um, I don't
0: Let's think. see. <laughs> Charles Web Debugging Proxy is... Buy button says, oh, okay, one to four user licenses. It's $50 a license. So yeah. that's pretty far from free, but it, like yeah. you said, very handy. Yeah. If, yeah, if, a if, if you here. have that, in, if you have the need for it, it's very handy. <laughs> um, awesome. Okay. Well, my second one is called Multimon, and it is an application that you can run if you have multiple screens, multiple monitors. And it'll give you a menu bar for the current application on every one of your screens. And it remembers and restores uh, location of windows across multiple monitors as you add and remove monitors from the setup. Like if you have a laptop connected, mm-hmm. um, it'll remember when you, when you attach a separate monitor, it'll remember where a window location was on that setup. Um, and it has uh, hotkeys for moving windows between monitors and everything. Um, it'll automatically resize windows as they move between monitors, which used to, it used to work better in OS 10. It seems now a lot of times when I disconnect my external monitor, my like web browser, for example, will be way off the screen on my laptop desktop. And this can fix that. And, uh, it also has auto hideable menu bars. So you can get them out of the way if you don't need them, uh, or if you don't need them all the time. And that is, uh, it's a $10 app on the App Store, and I have found it uh, extremely handy. I don't use all of the features of it uh, because I have other applications that fill some of those gaps, but even just for the multiple menu bars, it can be extremely handy.
1: I'll get that because I, uh, I recently bought a 27-inch extra monitor from Apple. Is it the Cinema Display? Yep. Um I was horrified to find that the the menu didn't carry on across the top. (laughs) I believe is it is Mavericks going to fix that? I think I
0: don't. I'm not running uh, this. this, My computer that's running Mavericks does not have two displays, so I'm not sure yet. I really should test that because I want to see what they did with the uh, full screen applications as well.
1: Yeah, I I think they fixed all that. I I think I think they showed that being fixed in the keynote. Yeah, I'm running running Mavericks in a, a virtual machine. Which is creating all sorts of problems. Yeah,
0: I was running it on an external Thunderbolt drive, and uh, d- it just it created uh, we'll just call them issues. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm sorting them out. I put it on a I put it on a new mini as its only operating system, and that's uh, that's going well for testing. But
1: yeah, Have we started tagging now instead of uh, putting things in folders. Well,
0: I've been tagging with Open Meta for a long time. Oh, All okay. right, uh, but we did figure out how to translate Open Meta tags to Mavericks tags, oh. and so yeah. So I've, now I'm integrating that into the operating system, and I've been talking with the guys from Case Apps who make Tags app, yeah. and they are they are revamping and uh, kind of reattacking the tagging idea using Mavericks tags now, yes. and I think that whole area is really exciting to me. Yeah, I had an article that showed up on the front page of Macworld about Mavericks and tagging. That was pretty cool. All
1: right. Yeah, it's certainly the future, isn't
0: it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, iOS can't really. iOS, it it doesn't have tagging yet, but iCloud needs tagging in order to grow. Yeah. Some kind of organization
1: system. Yes, it'd be interesting to see how iCloud pans out. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: I think it has a future, but it's not
1: going to look exactly like it does now. No, I think I think it's got to change. I I watched the uh, Dropbox guys do their presentation uh, the other month, and their first thing was they stood up and said, "We love files." I thought,
0: "Yeah." Apple does not love files.
1: No, they don't.
0: Well, they don't love the file system. Is what they don't love. Yeah. Um, they, they would like to make that far less obvious to the user, which I can appreciate. Yeah. 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 But anyway. Okay. Your third pick.
1: Uh, again, this is a, this is an obvious one. This, this is uh, day one, uh, which is the journaling app for, um, the Mac and the iPhone and iPad. Um, it's, it's, it's one of the few apps that I use that are not sort of work related. Um, and I try to, uh, I've, I've tried over the years to keep a diary and I've always failed, but this, I figured I've, I've got my iPhone with me all the time. And, uh, so I try to make one journal entry every day with a photo and a witty comment. And, uh, and day one's brilliant for that. It's, uh,
0: so you actually use it as a, uh, a journal, a diary.
1: Yeah. It's, it's even less than a journal. I, I use it more like sort of a private Facebook, if I'm honest. Um, so every day I try and take a picture of something significant that's happened in the day and then put maybe one line of text under it. Um, you know, so if, if we've been to the beach for a walk with the dog, there'll be a picture of the dog on the beach and, you know, me with the dog at the beach is the comment. And, and that's all that I need then to sort of, I can look back on that in a year's time and it, you know, the rest of that memory will, will be, um, uh, you know, provoked by sure. seeing the picture and the one comment. um, Uh, so that's how I use it. Uh,
0: So I have to ask, have you seen Slogger?
1: No, I haven't.
0: What's that? It's it's a script system I wrote with plugins. Um, and it, it pulls from all of your social services and creates day one entries for anything that you've made public. So if I tweet a picture or I post a picture to Flickr, it shows up in my journal. For that day, oh, that's good. So, and it runs—you know—it runs every night and just pulls like uh, Flickr and Twitter and Goodreads and your Fitbit or not Fitbit—the uh, other one, Run Runkeeper, right. um, like just a whole array of services uh, that you can then just automatically journal with, and that's how right. I've been using it. I use it also as a development log, um, and I use tagging to kind of separate my work from my personal. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I do. I love day one. And I, I've, it's the only journal app that I've kept up with and actually gone back to reference history. To, yeah. You know, see what I was doing a year ago on this month. And it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's brilliant for that.
1: Uh, that's, that's one of the things that I'm surprised that Apple haven't done yet, which is that, and they might, I'm not sure if this is an iOS 7, and I'm not sure if I'm even allowed to talk about that, but just being able to add a comment to a photo and then have it sync back to your Mac would be awesome. I mean, I don't know about you. But I've got a, I've got an Apple TV, and quite often on an evening when there's nothing on television, I'll just put the Apple TV on and, and get it to stream, you know, family photos yeah. as as, as a sort of a background screensaver.
0: Yeah, we have a lot of fun music. with that. Yeah,
1: we'll, uh, and, go ahead. But but but. but but what would really make it would be if I were able to attach little textual comments that came up on the screen so that, you know, you could just just to help jog that memory.
0: Absolutely. Um, that would be that would be much easier than trying to explain. We have friends over every once in a while and uh, and, and you force them to watch. Yours. No, no. It'll come on in the background like yeah. this. The slideshow from Flickr will just come on in the background and people will notice, oh, look at that picture. And then you have to explain and then people start paying attention to it. And pretty soon you're rapid fire explaining why a picture is there and what it is. And yeah. Yeah. Captions would be (laughs) great.
1: Pictures of me keep popping up when I used to have hair.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have pictures in there of me at the age of uh, 19, 18 through 20, I guess. And, uh, and I had, uh, I had some crazy, crazy hair. I had some (laughs) crazy clothes. It was, uh, it's fun to explain Yes. in a not at all sort of way. (laughs) Um, all right. Well, cool. My, uh, my third pick is going to be dropler, which I may have mentioned before, but they just came out with, um, annotation features. What it is, it's a screenshot app that you can also use for posting, uh, notes in Markdown or you can post code. And as soon as you post it, you get a URL, a short URL in your clipboard. And you can send that, you know, over Skype to somebody. And now they've added uh, annotations. So you can turn on an option that as soon as you take the screenshot, pops it up in a little window and you can do sketch kind of uh, squares, circles, and arrows. Hmm. So you can quickly point out what exactly in the screenshot you want to call attention to. And then you hit the button and everything functions as normal. Um, You can turn that off if if it's annoying to you. But with the kind of uh, my move away from skitch uh, this feature now officially replaces my need for skitch hmm. um, because I'm not a big Evernote user and skitch while it provides more, more detailed annotation tools. If I want to do a detailed annotation, I use clarify. Um, but uh, this, uh, this version of Dropler, it's free uh, for a limited account, but you can pay an in-app purchase of $40 or a subscription of $6 per month. And you get the, uh, annotation, you get extra storage. You can use a custom domain name. I got the domain, uh, C K Y P dot us, which is a, uh, it's my tribute to the BC boys, uh, <laughs> back at the cookie puss album. Um, so yeah. um, that's really all I have to say. Dropler is utterly convenient. I use it probably at least once an hour every day. It's uh, yeah. it's perfect for I that. I
1: need to look into this. This is something I've never i've i've heard of it. I've never actually looked into it. it so, uh, sounds sounds great.
0: It is pretty awesome. And hmm. that is our top three, top six, seven, eight. I think we got nine in there. Um, so I will tell you about our third sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create your own website. They're doing something special for September for a free trial and 20% off, you can go to squarespace.com and use the offer code honey. Squarespace is constantly updating their platform with new features, new designs, and more support. They have beautiful designs for you to start with and tons of style options for you to adjust. So you can really create your own space online. Squarespace takes care of hosting SEO and even making sure your site automatically looks great on any device. It's incredibly easy to use. But if you want some help over 70 Squarespace employees are on the customer care team, which is based in New York City. Their office has been nicknamed the Care Bear Lair, and they've won numerous awards, most recently a Gold Stevie Award. While you're there, make sure you go check out their homepage, too. It has awesome videos that are so beautiful. And they show you how Squarespace fits everyone differently. Squarespace is always updating their site with fun new branding that has won numerous design awards from prestigious institutions like Awards, FWA, The Webby's, and Forbes. Um, As we said earlier, you can try Squarespace for free, no credit card required. And if you decide to purchase, it starts at just $8 a month and includes a domain name. If you sign up for a year, now it includes a domain name if you sign up for a year. There we go. And make sure you get your 20% off during September and support systematic by using the offer code honey. So thank you to Squarespace for supporting five by five and systematic. Um, If you have great uh, examples of Squarespace sites, do feel free to send them in and we'll feature them on future shows. All right. So Craig, where can people find you on Twitter?
1: um There is uh, at iThoughts app and on Facebook. There's a, a Facebook slash iThoughts app. All right. It might even be iThoughts. I should know this, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. I can, uh, I'll look that. Squarespace up. is good. I use Squarespace for the uh, for the uh, website for iThoughts X.
0: I saw an from, ad for Squarespace on Hulu yesterday. They're they're doing quite well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I I'm rubbish at websites. Uh, I mean, I used to use iWeb, <laughs> so I went from iWeb to Squarespace. It's a big difference.
0: Is, is Squarespace <laughs> easier than iWeb? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. All right. Are you on App.net at all?
1: Uh, no.
0: Okay. No. Just, uh, just uh, Twitter and Facebook. And the web address you'd like people to visit.
1: Um it's uh ithoughts.co.uk
0: good deal all right and um i am scoff everywhere and i blog at brettterpstra.com also uh accessible through trpstra.net um just for convenience so thanks a lot for being here craig no thanks for having me it's been uh, it's been good it's been enlightening All right. And we will be back in one week with another guest. Thank you very much for listening.